What's up gamers? It's time for your weekly game break. This is episode 33, and as always, I'm your host, Cole Wise. Players 2 and 3 joining today are Nino Cooney's biggest fanboy, Daniel Jensen. Back again. And the man who can and does platinum every game, Jared Massey. Very, very true. Thank you for having me. Of course, you guys are always welcome on the show. And remember, if you're listening to the show right now and you want to be on the show, or if you want to write in with comments or topics you want us to discuss, you can always go over to game-break.com to find out how. We've got links to all our social medias. We've got a specific page on the website that even lets you write in, and that goes directly to my phone, so you've always got that direct link. No walls here. We're not developers. We're not journalists. We're gamers just like you, and this is your video game podcast. Now, on today's episode, we're going to be talking about TGS that just rolled out, and there were some bigger announcements, there were some smaller announcements, so we're going to get our opinions in on what we thought about the show. Uh, we don't have enough time to cover every game that came out, so each of us have picked a couple of standout announcements, whether that just be features or games that have come out. Uh, probably each of us are going to have a few light shout-outs to give to other stuff, but, you know, as always, we'll try to keep the show a little more brief. So we're not going to cover everything. If you want to see TGS, it's up on YouTube right now. They've got a translator, so you can catch it there. Uh, in the meantime, though, all of us have been playing some games that I thought these are kind of some uh, intriguing games, especially for the time right now, to be playing them. So I wanted to talk about what have you guys been playing right now and uh, specifically with you, Jared, why? Because uh-huh. right now, uh, I'm looking for- at the list, and you got that Skyrim up there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, currently I am playing Skyrim. Uh, I've been playing the HD remaster PS4 version, and I've been playing it since it's been released. And I've been playing it on and off for the year. It, Skyrim is like Minecraft to me. It's like I pick it up and I play it nothing but the game for a month straight. And then I put it down for two months. And then I pick it up again for another month. Right now it is the a very quiet time before everything, just all the games gets released. So I picked it up. I started playing playing it nonstop. So that's what I've been playing. So we talked about it a little bit before the show started, but is this still your first playthrough of this particular Skyrim game, or have you played it before in the past? Uh, I played the intro on the PS3 and uh, played it casually on the PS3. Uh, this For this one, this is my first and probably going to be my only playthrough of Skyrim, <laughs> but never say never. But I am doing a 100% playthrough, doing all the main missions, all the side missions, uh, all the Thief Guild missions, The just trying to do everything in one go, collect everything. So again, I don't think I'll do it a second time, but no, it is a fanta- fantastic game. Then probably once I beat this, I'll move on to Witcher 3. Ooh. See, you're you're hitting all the right chords for a coworker of mine, 
who absolutely loves these games. And I'll, I'll give him a shout-out. Maybe I can get him to listen to the show this week. But uh, Ian Barnett, he's a co-worker of mine. He loves Skyrim. He's picked it up on multiple occasions. Same with The Witcher, too. So, like, also The Witcher. Uh, I know he likes The Witcher 2, but he's also really into The Witcher 3. And that's a game I've got to get to. Uh, he keeps telling me i got to play it. But, I mean, he he's obsessed with that game, so I know... I know you're going to have a good time. The little bit that I've played, Witcher 3 is an excellent game without a doubt. It, I really feel like it did deserve, even without having played it, felt like it deserved the game of the year back in, what was it, 2015 it got game of the year? Correct. Yeah, so uh, you, it's very easy to see why. So, uh, you know, I'm glad you're enjoying both of those. Uh, you know, I just, I know people who have picked up Skyrim for the third or fourth time and it's like wow that is such a meaty game so uh you know on your way to the platinum uh daniel looking at our party chat you got a very excellent game up i beat it a few months ago but uh you just beat it tonight before we started recording i sure did uh i just finally beat horizon zero dawn i know it took forever i'm actually kind of the same way jared is with skyrim where i'll play it for a month and then completely forget about it and like it'll go off to the side and then it's just like i jump back to it but then i leave it and i jump back to it again and this time i just finished it i've been i think i've been playing for like 14 hours today it is unreal i never get this much time to like sit here and play i just took it every single minute i could today i like ignored the world because i'm like i have to finish this and i have to say um it was honestly really 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 good i don't know if i'd say it was like the best ever but I would definitely say that uh, Horizon cements itself in as a reason as to why you should buy a PS4. Like, as far as for being open world, it was excellent. So, Jared, have you... You've beaten Horizon, right? Yes. Uh, for, I would say, the Assassin's Creed Far Cry style games like Horizon... I usually beat those within a few weeks. I love those types of games. Uh, I I agree with everything that you said about the game, but I would say what makes Horizon stand out is the story. I have never heard of a story like Horizon to where it combines sci-fi with this kind of wilderness kind of game. Like some of the story arcs and the turns that they the game makes i i never heard it told like that before that's what makes it so great that last fight though oh my god <laughs> like yeah. ten thousand machines i was doing that today like oh my god see i was just gonna say that i do love that combination too because i i'm very more a fantasy type setting and so horizon really just strikes that chord of it's not a fantasy game but you are out in the wilderness i love using bows in video games i think that they like traditionally always handle really well and in a way that i like and i tell you you get that headshot with a bow oh it feels so good but now 
I do kind of want to go into spoiler territory, which is why I asked if uh, if you'd beaten the game, Jared. So now that we've all beat it, we all know how it goes. So if you haven't beat Horizon yet, highly, highly recommend it. But, Daniel, what did you think about the ending? We can go into spoiler territory here, and I'll mention again when we get out of it. Okay, there was one thing, I'm not going to lie, I was a little confused about, like, as the whole game ended. Like, um... I know that uh, Aloy, like, you know, purged uh, Hades, or purged Gaia, no, Hades, and so Gaia was, like, all good and stuff like that, but I didn't understand what is supposed to be happening after the post-credit sequence where it showed, like, the little spirit of Hades go into uh, the cage that Silence was holding, and it just shows Silence walk off, and, like, like he wants to learn information i was wondering like so did he pretty much just use aloy the whole game and have a like another intention and that is is going to lead into a sequel or was that just it hit being captured that's what i was wondering no i would say he he just uh, i don't know if he's a good I wouldn't say he's a bad guy. I would not say he's a good guy. He has his own agenda, and he's going to do everything in his power to meet his agenda. And his agenda is to gain knowledge. He he practically like was devastated whenever he learned that the Apollo uh, program was deleted. See, he that's that's that was his goal. That was his dream. Now, what his intentions are. I don't know because he he collected that uh, entity and then he stood in front of one of the old war machines. So who knows what his goal is now? He was pursuing knowledge. Okay, he's he knows he knows enough. Is does that change his perspective? I don't know. That's but it definitely sets itself up for a sequel. I feel like it's one of those situations where you hear his story and it starts off sad because he got taken advantage of and then he did this quote unquote bad thing and you know now he's trying to make amends by helping you out and then he does do that but after that ending happened it did feel very classic um, misdirection to me where it could open up to him actually being a villain in the next game, which I think would actually be really, really interesting. Like, maybe it's a little too on the nose, maybe it's a little too obvious, but I do love the idea of having worked with the villain of your sequel in the first game. It's a really good plot twist, so even if it is kind of obvious, I I think I'd be really happy if that's what they did in Horizon 2. But, yeah, that's what it seems like to me. Like, he found this this devil, the main bad guy, and uh, and he's so smart that he was able to trick him into thinking that, you know, the whole time, like, oh, I'm just, I'm an innocent victim. Oh, don't worry about me. And like, and yet, in reality, this whole thing was planned. So he, all he needed was somebody who could take on the devil. I, all of a sudden, I'm spacing out what they call them in the game, but Hades. Uh, Hades. Thank you. 
Uh, so yeah, I just kind of feel like, oh, maybe this was his plan all along. And now that Hades is captured under him, it's like, well, now I'm the boss. And now you're going to answer my questions. And who knows what that's going to lead to. But it's going to play an important part in Horizon 2. I don't think they would have had that as a post-credit scene if that wasn't the case. No, I just think it set itself up perfectly for the next game. Yeah. So, Wouldn't it be funny if they like concluded it with the Frozen Wilds? I know. I doubt it. I'd be heartbroken. Here, uh, la- probably the last statement on Horizon. Pop quiz. Where is the Frozen Wild going to take place? Isn't it supposed to be like, like some like sort of like weird version of like Yellowstone Park? Correct. Those are the famous hot springs of Yellowstone. So that's another story spoiler. It's in the U.S. Huh. Okay. That's a little future spoiler there. But now that we've gotten all of the spoilers out of the way, we're going to go out of spoiler territory. Uh, spoke about that for the last few minutes. Uh, and then, Daniel, you said you had another shout-out you wanted to give to something you've been playing recently. I did? Oh, well, you forgot your Yakuza oh already? Oh. <laughs> wow. I am so sorry. Please cut that out. I am so sorry. <laughs> I, 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 got, I got so into this. I was like, oh. Now, here, okay, well, okay. Here's I'll the question. Do, do you want to give it a shout out or not? Because I, I can cut it out, but right now this is gold, so I'm pretty happy to leave this in. <laughs> well, I... I I feel I I feel like I'm I'm legally obligated to talk about this now. <laughs> okay. So Remember. I, I apologize for the disc the uh the disconnect there. I don't know what happened. I was like, oh Remember he's Nino Kuni's uh, biggest fanboy, not Yakuza's, so you know it's it's an acceptable thing. <laughs> uh, you may want we, to change that title. <laughs> I love, that no, Jared wants to change the title because his his poor eardrums. <laughs> they'll never uh, forget. Nope. So we'll just take it as oh, you, but yeah, you you want to give Yakuza a shout out. <laughs> <laughs> so, I yeah I I uh, I finished Yakuza. I finished it in a week. I don't know why it took like six seven months for Horizon, but Yakuza like oh one week. But it, it was good, and I really enjoyed it. I did, I think, like 50% of everything in like a week uh, of like all of the content. Um, and I, I really enjoyed it. I don't think I enjoyed it as much as Yakuza 0 because I feel like just from the way that game was done, designed, and from a story perspective, that game was fantastic. Honestly, that that is the best Yakuza game so far. Uh, the only game I think that's going to challenge that is going to be Yakuza 2. And I have not played the original, but I've heard it's the best in the series. And so, you know, I, I think, what, less than a month ago when they announced they were remaking 2, I was like, yes, let's do this. <laughs> and um, it's just, it's gotten me so much more excited about Yakuza than the other ones did. Like, 3 was okay, 4 was decent, 5 was good, and then 0 just came out and just was just like, okay, we're going to dial this up to 11. (laughs) 
And I was just and so Kiwami kind of dialed it back down a little bit, but you know I gotta say, it's, uh, being as it was a pretty much complete full remake, uh, I think they did uh, an excellent job with what they had, and I really enjoyed it. And if you like Yakuza, you need to play it. Uh, well, there you go, Yakuza fans. Uh, coming from a big fan himself. Now, we are over 15 minutes into the show already, so I'm going to keep mine brief so we can get to the TGS stuff. Uh, there's two games I've been playing lately that finally got me away from Kingdom Hearts 2. Not that I'm not going back. <laughs> but for right now, I have been playing Destiny 2 and Everybody's Golf. Two very different games from each other, which uh, right now is honestly fitting a fantastic balance in my life where I was telling you guys before the show, uh, I've mentioned it on the show before, I, I, I do 12-hour shifts, I'm on my feet all night, I get home, and that doesn't even include the time it takes for travel, back and forth to work, and uh, so a lot of times I'll get home and it'll be 7-something in the morning, variable, you know. I don't, as much as I want to play a game, like all night I've been at work and I'm thinking, man, really want to play some Destiny. I get home and I'm just like, oh, I don't have the energy to play Destiny and it kind of breaks my heart. But at the same time, I'm also equally wanting to play everybody's golf. And so it's just been this fantastic game for me to play when I just want something more casual. And I think the visuals look great. I think the game is really, really fun. I'm just, I'm really, really into everybody's golf right now. I, I played it at PSX the last couple years and I wasn't sure what to expect because I think they had like the online component is what you would play for the demo because you'd run around and it wasn't like a set golf course. You can kind of just go wherever you felt like going. You could pop up a golf cart at any time. You run over and there was a section where you could fish and I'm like, well, what, what is, what is this? I, I was worried that they were going to focus so much more on these other little things that it wasn't going to focus on golf as much as it should, which is a terrible idea for a golf game. So I, uh, I wasn't excited for this until one Greg Miller started talking about it. And then when it released and I was seeing pictures and, uh, everybody was talking about how great the game was. I thought, okay, well, I've got to get it. So I got everybody's golf around the same time I got Destiny 2. Otherwise, I would have had it back in, you know, August when it released. But I really, I, I just want to give them a shout out. That's all I can think of. Since I started playing the game, I've been wanting to give a shout out to Clap Hands and Japan Studio. I think they have made an excellent game. And another shout out to Bungie because it's really easy for me to say a lot of really bad things about Destiny 1. I was so excited for that game, and whenever people ask, like, well, what was what was a game that got you really hyped and was a really big letdown, and Destiny sticks out in my mind every time. It did not have a proper story. I don't feel like it rewarded players well enough. You had to work your ass off to get some of the lowest tiered gear, and it just to me was never worth it and so a new expansion would come out raise that light level and then i would get past the light level from the previous expansion to me it was kind of just a mess but destiny one played really good it felt really good and i managed to get a gear set that had my character specced exactly the way i wanted him to be which i absolutely love you know the night stalker subclass comes out definitely night stalker subclass i love that uh 
And the super to me was never that great. But then they had a relic you could pick up. It gets rid of your super and gives you two grenades and two melee actions. And it just it, it made my character complete. So with Destiny 2, I was very hesitant. We got, um, I believe it was the PSX1 that I used. Or maybe it was the E3 this year. Where Sony gave out $15 PlayStation codes for the store. And so I decided to use mine on Destiny 1. Because I thought, if anything, if I buy it and I'm going to get burned, at least I didn't pay full retail. But it has been great so far. I haven't beaten the story because I'm going through it with my younger brother. I want to have a show, try to convince him to get on so we can talk about the story and about the gameplay and all that. So we'll have a much larger Destiny 2 conversation for those of you out there who are playing it and are obsessed with it right now like I am. But uh, it really gives a, a, I give it a great big thumbs up. The gameplay still feels great. Uh, they didn't change that. They didn't need to. The story is definitely there far more than it was before. I'm liking the character interactions more. The loot drops are far better. The activities are more entertaining. I feel more engrossed in the world. These planets feel like alien planets. And not in the sense that they're outside of our solar system. I mean, you don't feel like you're on Earth anymore. But you can definitely feel the remnants of how man has touched on these moons, these planets. So it's really, really has been great. So Destiny 2 and Everybody's Golf, they're kind of my obsession right now. And I've really been loving them. But TGS came out recently too. So we have some new stuff to look forward to. We're going to get into a couple of highlights that we each liked. And then maybe uh, you know a good amount of shout outs or something there towards the end. Just to say you know there were, uh, there were a lot of games. A lot of really good-looking games. I think the three of us can easily say that we're fan of fans of Japanese games. So this kind of show would appeal more to us than maybe people who typically stray away from those games. Let's start off with Jared. What did you think? What were your what were your highlights? Personally, I thought the actual showing was really good. I thought it was bit stronger than some of the previous years. Uh, some of the bigger highlights I would say would be Final Fantasy IX. That's the PC version. They finally released it for the PS4. So great. We've been waiting for it. Horrible trophy list. Just horrible, horrible, horrible. But yeah. it is finally out. And I would say the other shout out I would say is the Zone of the Enders game for also with the VR component. So that I'm looking forward to actually playing. Looks very and, good. Yep, it looks good. Kojima's game before Metal Gear Solid 2. So, I man, I'm going to be looking forward to playing that. One that I, you know, I've, I was really not sure whether or not I was excited about it Well, back when it got announced at E3. But you know what? Uh, the new trailer they had for Monster Hunter World actually interested oh. me. Like, normally, I don't really play them. Like, I tried playing uh, 3 Ultimate with my friend on the Wii U or whatever, but, like, they they seem good, but, like, I mean, a lot of time sync, and I know the stories, uh, for the most part, are kind of eh, but this one actually looks like it's going to actually have, like, its own fleshed-out story on top of, like, the gigantic world they have. So I think that um, that's going to be... Uh, something very interesting, and I'm uh, looking forward to that. 
See, I'm glad you brought that up because that was one of the things that I noted too because I've never been a big fan of Monster Hunter myself. Like, something about it, the multiplayer, I remember having it on PSP. I think I had it on 3DS at one point too. And it never, it never kept me motivated to play for very long. Like, my buddies, we'd all get it at the same time and at least three of us would play and it was really cool to just hang out in a room, have our PSPs and go in and do these missions together but and then it, get, it would get boring really fast because that's all it was was a, a collectathon and I'm not saying I haven't played games like that before and didn't enjoy it but I think having a story to this game is going to make such a difference for people actually sticking around and have they have they mentioned because uh, it's you know it's called Monster Hunter World so there's going to be obviously a lot more multiplayer aspects in there but is it going to end up being like Destiny or like a different MMO where we're going to just randomly come across and automatically be connected to players? Have they mentioned anything about that? Uh, I believe, to the best of my knowledge, it's supposed to be a four-player co-op. Okay, so no like online infrastructure of this is the public space to, to the best of my knowledge the only thing i don't think they really have so much of a hub uh i think it's more just kind of like drop in drop out uh but like uh as far as i know besides that just they add like uh just like kind of like how destiny has like the sometimes the extra content they're they're just gonna add stuff periodically just the only difference being you don't have to pay for it but it's not like anything big it's just like little menial stuff like uh extra quests hunts etc i don't know if that answers your question yeah that sounds very dlc like but i was thinking kind of more you know like you mentioned destiny uh destiny automatically match makes you with people so you can go to a particular spot on earth and there's going to be other people running around there because it's a quote-unquote it is a public space then there are areas specifically designed to be a, a hub for people to go to which you can consider like your base um the farm the farm in destiny 2 is where you would do that so you go to the farm and there's other people there that you don't have to match make with they're just they're running around they're doing their thing it feels very lively uh, and I like that a lot. Uh, and I was thinking for Monster Hunter, they might do something similar where you're in the hometown and, you know, you may not actually be playing with these other players, but they're running around, they're doing stuff. It would feel more alive because there are other hunters running around and they're working on their equipment. They're doing stuff. It's very MMO style like. And I think Monster Hunter would benefit from that, but it sounds like we haven't actually gotten any word on whether or not that'd be the case. Um, you were mentioning earlier that it was a four player co-op experience, which is, which is great. Four players is really good. And I'm hoping maybe that would include split screen, but I haven't heard anything about that either. We don't have a lot of split screen games anymore in this generation. We, we really do not. I think the only one I can think of, like, in recent memory, uh, and it's not even out yet, is that one coming out from uh, EA. Uh, I can't remember the name of it offhand. Um, the Prison Break game? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, things like that, and then, like, 
you know, there's a lot of kids games and Lego games specifically are ones that let you do that. Knack lets you have co-op. And there, so there are a few co-op games, but for the most part, it requires you to be online, which, you know, is not like a bad thing, but I do kind of miss the couch co-op kind of a staple of all of our childhoods, you know? <laughs> um, well, I, Personally, I wanted to give a few shout-outs to a couple different things on here. Just that, like, Call of Duty World War II, that's something that I think it looked really good. I'm looking forward to playing that. Uh, Shadow Colossus looks great on PS4. You know, like, I don't need to dive into it that much, but I did want to give them some shout-outs. Um, the Animax, the 24-hour anime streaming service that's coming to PS4, that's hopefully not Japan-only. Uh, really looking forward uh-huh. to that. <laughs> like that's we'll, that's that's gonna be Japan only. I'm telling you that off the bat. I, that's what I figured too, because I'm like, well, we have Crunchyroll, so there's that. But uh, Crunchyroll, I don't. I I love Crunchyroll, but I feel like their system could be better. So I was kind of looking forward to a new streaming service, but if if you if we were to get Animax, like it would start driving people out. It would. You mean like other companies kind of thing drive them out? Or do you think just Western audiences wouldn't be into it? I think it's mostly the streaming services. Like, I I think we've pretty much got the entire anime industry right now pretty much covered with Funimation and Crunchyroll. I know they don't have everything, but I feel like if they had, like, Animax 2, because Animax is kind of like a lot of the stuff that Crunchyroll and Funimation are doing uh, with exceptions. I, I just feel like it would be just this like extra competition and it would just create like a whole like mess of problems. I'm not saying it's not a good idea. It's just realistically, I don't see it happening. Yeah, I don't disagree with that. Fun fact though, the time it took to get an answer for that question you just heard was probably at least 10 minutes long because we had some issues. <laughs> so if the disconnect seems a little weird, it's because somebody lost internet and we had to fix it. So Remember, we're not professionals. Jesus, take the wheel. <laughs> we're gamers, just like you. So things happen. This has been a fun episode so far. I really like this. So just in the way of not running too long because we do record this show late and you guys got to get to bed i'm up all night but either way uh i did have a couple of games that i wanted to touch on i did think it was kind of weird saying detroit here but i think we'll see more at paris games week it was nice to see it at least that was another shout out i wanted to give but the two big ones that i'm really looking forward to is an Atlas Vanillaware game. Now, of all the games I saw, this was the one I was the most yes. excited for because I yes. love, love, love yes. the visual aesthetic of Atlas and Vanillaware games. They are so gorgeous looking, and they've got a game coming out on PS4 and Vita. Save the Vita. Oh. Uh, and it's called 13 Sentinels Aegis Rim. And like I said, it just it looks so pretty. I don't even know what the game's about. Frankly, I don't know that I care that much. There were giant robot legs in it and people hiding. It is just so pretty. <laughs> I know you guys look um, like you were uh, excited for it too. 
Yes, it, fantastic art style. Atlas, you can never go wrong with the story. They make fantastic games. I just have to ask, is is this the first time they had that kind of art style, or is there other games like that with Atlas? Uh, uh, they yes. made Odin Sphere, right? Uh, well, the, the the overall company that makes it is Vanillaware. Uh, I know Atlas publishes them. Uh, so okay. far, uh, to my understanding, uh, I... Uh, I'm pretty sure it's Odin's. Well, the PS2 Odin Sphere, then Dragon's Crown, then Odin Sphere Leaf Riser, whatever it's called, and then uh, it would be this, I believe. Okay, so Atlas publishes those games. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and see, that was another one too. Is Dragon's Crown? I was surprised to see that there, and I, you know, I'm glad we talked about it because I did want to give it a nod. It doesn't look like it's a sequel though. It just looks like a version for maybe ps4 yes and um you can um you can actually play it with uh, ps3 and vita players as well nice i like that well maybe now that it'll be on ps4 i'll actually sit down and like play more of it i just i think it was one of those games that i can't recall if i still have it on my vita if i did delete it it would have been a very heavy decision because it is a really, really good game. If you've never played Dragon's Crown, highly recommend it if you're into RPGs. Again, another very, very beautiful stylized game. Uh, it looked amazing on the Vita, which, you know, sometimes the smaller screens can, you know, it condenses pixels. It does make it look better, but I'm sure it'll be just as beautiful on PS4. Uh, the other one, though, besides that, that I wanted to give a shout out to was Hidden Agenda. The only thing, though, I don't like about it is the phone play thing. Like, I really, I hope they at least have a mode where you could pick up a controller and play it by yourself. But from what they've said about this game, it sounds like it's supposed to be one of those multiplayer games where, uh, you know, they want you on your phones and you play together, party game kind of thing. But I don't, it's an Until Dawn I don't know if it's a sequel, like a proper sequel, or if it's just, you know, it's kind of its own thing. I thought I saw a character that I recognized in there, so, like, from the first game, so it could have something to do with Until Dawn, but either way, I know Until Dawn was an amazing game, I really enjoyed it, I'm looking forward to jumping back into this world, I, if I have to play it on my phone, I'll play it on my phone, I just, I really hope that the experience is just as good playing it single player as it is multiplayer because the game really really was fantastic and i enjoyed it for that scary atmosphere not to mention black canaries in this game took didn't take me long but one of the cops is played by the same actress who plays black canary in the tv series arrow so like i'm looking forward to that another famous face in there but now something else that we all want to talk about was the VR concert announcement. And then they had like news and stuff like that too. We're not really sure what they're going to do for news because they didn't touch on it more. But uh, all three of us stated that we were really excited for the VR concert. And not maybe not so much for like the concert aspect, but what this means for VR going forward. Yeah. Uh, Currently, they're just going to do a concert where it just looks like you're standing in a movie theater, except it's going to be like a video game movie theater. But again, the actual concert is going to be on a 2D screen. So it's it's not there yet. They did not 
do the concert with a 3D camera or anything like that. But again, this is just them opening the door to something more. And that's what's exciting. Yeah. And like I said, I, I really like that idea because we're thinking maybe something like PSX or TGS, uh, E3, things like that. Because honestly, as much as I love seeing E3 in the theaters, I would not... I would not have an easy time choosing between going to the theater and experiencing it with other people and then getting the free goodies as opposed to maybe being able to be at home, put the headset on and feel like I'm actually sitting with the audience at E3. I think that would be amazing. But at the same time, uh, obviously the concert is it, not a live thing. So if you do have a VR headset and you do go to the theaters and do that, you probably could go home and experience it again through VR. And I would totally do it both, both ways mm -hmm. for sure. Cause that just sounds really, really exciting. And for people who can't make it out to PSX to be able to see the show floor, I think that would be really cool if they wheeled it around. Uh, I, you know, I, I'm going to keep an eye out. I'm sure you guys will too for any, giant circular camera looking things going around the show floor definitely like wave at people hopefully you'll see us <laughs> uh, but it's really exciting i'm glad that that's a move that they're making for vr because i think that that's going to help vr in the long run so yeah i i i agree this is just the very first step and it's a nice step. I really hope that this concert thing comes to the U.S. Hopefully. I don't see why not. But again, you're right. For people who cannot make the trips to E3, to Japan, to PSX, to PAX, all these events, all these major announcements, you can have your own system there, make some money off of it, and go straight to you. Not through YouTube, not through all this extra stuff. And it could be fantastic. But again, this is just a first step, and I think they're just testing the waters. And what good waters to test, too. Well, did we have anything else we wanted to say about TGS? Any other last-minute shout-outs, comments, concerns, questions? <laughs> Uh, I think those were some of the main highlights. Um, the Atlas game, I'm really excited for. I think that was probably the hidden gem. It's not the big one. It's not... I think that's going to be the one to look out for. Atlas, you can usually never go wrong. Yeah, Atlas has really come up for me where... Normally, I'm not the kind of guy who pays that much attention to the developers. Like, in recent years, I've made an effort to do that more. Uh, and, yeah, when the same publisher pops up like that over and over again, and it's consistently with these games that are hits or something that falls into a category that I like, Atlas is a very, very good company, and they've become a trusted brand for me now. I do wonder, do you think they're going to release 13 Centennials or Sentinels? Uh, do you think they're going to release that for both Ford Vita and America? Uh, very good question. The answer is I doubt it. 
for the Vita? I doubt it. It's a perfect game for the Vita, but uh, I would say Sega probably plays more on the numbers. Uh, and I would say that for the U.S., they probably will say no. They will say yes to the PS4. I doubt for the Vita. See, I disagree with that, but the only reason is because I don't see why they couldn't do it digitally. I could totally understand why they're not going to have like a physical release, but if they had a digital release of it on Vita, like I'd be pretty happy with that. Of course, if it didn't come out on Vita, I'd be happy to play it on my PS4, but I really think that it's one of those games that I'd prefer to have on Vita, so I'm, I've got fingers crossed. That game I, deserves so much more than digital only. Yeah. Yeah, and again, they they would they will have more than digital only. The question is, for the Japanese version, will they have English subtitles? Because again, the systems are not uh, they're not uh, what do you call it? Uh, region locked. Region locked. So again, depending on how they set it up. They may say, you could buy the Japanese version of the Vita and we'll sell an American version of just the PS4. So again, there's multiple ways that they could get around it. Yeah, yeah. Well, hopefully they do get around it because uh, at least three people over here in the West would love to have this game. (laughs) That's the hard part about watching TGS. Uh, I can guarantee that, yeah. (laughs) But at least three people alright guys this break is over but the games are never ending so remember if you want to be on the show you can always go to game-break.com and you can find links to all of our social media there it has links to our YouTube channel to our Instagram to the Twitter all that good stuff Uh, also the most important thing about the website is it links you to the podcast more than likely, you already found it on SoundCloud, but if you wanted to share it with people, this is an easy way to share it, and I would appreciate the share very much. Uh, also, it has a page on the website where you can go, and it says write in, and keep in mind that when you use this, that goes directly to my email. It then will be a notification on my phone, and so anybody who listens to this show, if you have comments, questions, concerns, anything like that, if you want to be on the show... It's pretty easy for us to have guests, so uh, you can write in, you can tell me what platform you're on, we'll figure out how to get you on the show. It's absolutely free of charge. We always look forward to having guests, or at the very least, if you enjoy hearing the three of us talk, uh, I am all for having people write in with video game topics that you want to hear us discuss, so by all means, I highly encourage that everybody does that. Now, as a way of a teaser, because I can't make an official announcement yet, Game Break Ooh. has something coming, Ooh. and I'm very, very excited about it, and I wish, oh, how I wish I could tell you all about it tonight, but I can't, but it's coming. We're going to be... What the hell? <laughs> <laughs> uh, Daniel, voicing for the fans. So, hopefully, by next week's episode, I will be able to have uh, an official announcement to be able to tell you guys, but I just... I want to leave you with that teaser, and we'll we'll put it this way. Game Break is expanding, and I'll leave you with to that. To be continued. Exactly. This isn't game over, but 
the episode is over. So thank you guys for joining us on Game Break. As always, thank you so much. Your patronage is appreciated. And uh, we will see you next week. See you next time. See ya. But anyway, guys, let's see here. Yeah. Sorry, I screwed up the outro, so I'm going to do that again. This will be a little editing magic. All right, guys. That's. I did it again. All right, guys. This is break. Uh, you know what they say, like fifth time's the charm. <laughs> this is great. I was I was working on a new outro, and so I. Because of the word thing being messed up, I'm going back and forth between notepad and word trying to mince together my new ideas with the old ones. <laughs> uh. I love that last one, though. This is great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like, all right, that, that's messed it up.